only way to expose the truth is to be indecent. Two men might just be indecent enough to do it. Enter a wannabe amateur disc golfer who reads Reddit threads and a fake cowboy who lifts weights. This is Indecent Exposure. It's time to plunge down the rabbit hole with your hosts, Ryan and Sam. Shooter? McGavin. Beach 99? Yeah, from, well... From the other day? Yeah. Still haven't finished it. Pussy. Oh, we're recording. Nice. We are recording. Yeah, don't don't include this bit. All right. You're not the editor. <laughs> we're the producer. I'm just the TikTok creator. Mm-hmm. Like a executive producer, if you would. Sure. Or what's like the next best in line? I have no idea. Shoot her down, boy. Yeah. Chase it good. Good job. Good job. Ready to start. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you are. All right, Sam, we're rolling. Yeah, I'm putting that in there to the intro. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Happy Friday. Happy loser. Friday. You're Are a you loser man? today? Why am I a loser? Oh, yeah, Just shit. Your name it's my name. For the day. Yeah. 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 Okay. You know, some weeks I just kind of feel like this, and today was one of those days, and I don't know why. Wasn't like down and at it, but just wasn't feeling it. Well, just ready for uh, an extended weekend. I'm off Monday, so. What is it, like President's Day or something? That's it. Yeah, we get to celebrate the all the glorious presidents we've ever had in our history who's your favorite cool my favorite president yeah it's got to be g-dub g-dub i do like g-dub i think he got put into a bad situation yeah that whole thing with the 9-11 which we still have i was talking about george washington oh that one (laughs) 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 well i know a fun fact about g-dub the og yeah you know how he had a uh, like wood teeth or wood teeth, quote unquote. Yeah. Did you know that all the teeth inside his mouth was from all the slaves that he owned? Was it really? It was. Damn, I didn't know he was a slave owner. I mean, most rich white people were back in the day. So, I mean, I like Dave Lincoln. They kind of still are. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a real one. There's a funny uh, little bit when they pass the Emancipation Proclamation yeah. on Family Guy. And he's like releasing one of his slaves. And he's like, all right, you're free to go. And he's like, we're cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, my God. So funny, man. Hey, uh, you know what? I don't, <clears throat> we haven't podcast since our, since what, last last week. Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs or Super Bowl champs. That's why I'm wearing my Chiefs hats. Insane. It's crazy. What a what a game. 
It was so much fun to watch. It was is a great game. Whether or not you're for the Chiefs or against, sweating my ass off. I didn't sit down once. I stood the whole time. Dang. Well, I was with my I was with my brother who's not a Chiefs fan. Lame. I was, I was cheering as much as I I could without going over the top. Well, I wouldn't go the top. It's the Super Bowl. Um, I don't know. It's the one that matters. He's not. I I don't know. I don't think he wants to see me excited as I was for the Chiefs as I uh, watched like a Bears game with him. So oh fucking yeah, a. I, fucking a. Who cares? Yeah, true. It's the Chiefs. But it's the Chiefs, and they're Super Bowl champs. Third third time ever for the Chiefs. Fantastic. Third it, trip to the Super Bowl in four years. Yeah, I'll take two out of window. three. I'll take two out of three. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's you really know, I'll cool. say this too. To the fucking Philly fans, you've now become the softest fan base in the NFL. Congratulations. Yeah. If, if, yeah. If, Congratulations. If you, to, if you, okay, one, if you have to not only one, grease up your poles that people are going to terrorize your city. And secondly, people are flipping you, cars before. You flipped the a car game, over before the game. Before the game. What is what are you wrong doing? with you? Did you see the parade in Kansas City? Because I'm sure you guys were envious to a degree. And he saw everyone just love, cheering, laughing. No cars got flipped. No one got shot. There was no nothing that happened, and there was a million people that showed up in, in downtown that night. You know why? Because we've been there. Yeah, that's right. In our first we, rodeo. Uh, yeah, exactly. And we know how to celebrate like champions. And I'll say this, too, with Philly fans. Shut the fuck up. It was a hold. Okay. It was a hold. It was a hold. And guess the what? The NFL backed the referees. James Bradbury even openly admitted that it was a hold. Every player in that press conference said that refs called what they called, and that wasn't the reason that they lost. Exactly. The reason you lost was because you guys got your ass kicked in the second half. Yep. You had zero sacks. I don't. You didn't have a single stop on defense. Chiefs scored every possession. Right. In the second half. And then, yeah, his hold came at a really inconvenient time. But you know what? Yeah. Shouldn't have held him. You know what? You guys got burned on that route three times in the second half. Yeah. So, like like you said, defense didn't stop anything. And, you know, I heard reporters like, oh, those plays happen all game. But to call it like that in that moment, well, yeah, it what, make any uh, whatever. Sense. I mean, the, the hit against the hit against uh, Miles Sanders in the first half, where Nick he Bolton f- he and scored. Yeah, they called that back. We watched them they call that back, that. and then so the, we would have been up and leading at that point. I don't want to hear not, it. Not to mention the third down catch by uh, Goddard, right on the sideline where he double right. caught it and yeah. had one foot in bounds, and mm-hmm. they gave him the catch. Like don't. I just don't want to hear the don't, excuses. I don't want to hear the it chief, either. The Chiefs have been on the other side too and gotten burned in the Super yeah. Bowl, in AFC division or championship games. It's it's we've been there, done that. Just I don't want to hear it. And you guys didn't so, get burned. No, they didn't. The they didn't Eagles, get burned or anything. The Eagles are a good team. I don't. Their their road to the Super Bowl was weak as fuck, though. Let's be honest. They played the Giants. Mm-hmm. It's the Giants. The Bears beat the Giants. I don't want to hear any more about that. I, I think the Giants are better than w- what they had, anyways. And then they played a defeated, uh, 
uh, sorry, 49ers team that was on their four string quarterback. Yeah. 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 49ers are good. They're, they should be in the Super Bowl every year because of that offense and defense, frankly. Uh, injuries took over. And then you have a depleted yep. Patrick Mahomes who's running on one leg, and you guys can't not still win. So, anyways, great victory. Congratulations, Kansas City. It's, it's, Absolutely amazing to bring home another championship here. Yeah, we did it. Was it was really cool. It was really cool. I'm still in like kind of disbelief to a to a degree, but I you know what's so cool about it is that um in three months or two months actually, everyone's gonna be coming here for the draft as reigning yeah. Super Bowl champions. And they That's have right. we, we just keep putting our Kansas City schlong for them to just Slobber on sort of thing. Sorry, put it wow. blatantly. Yeah, but I, I, you know what? I gotta, I gotta say it because just, just take it. Okay. All right. Well, Philly, I hope you guys make your way out here and see what a championship city looks like. Um, yeah, with our new airport, so, which I'm excited about. Yeah. So today we're talking about fucking Twitter <laughs> files again. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. That was a little, that was a little I crude. I have to transition this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good, good call. Just getting All right. a little Go out ahead. of hand. Go ahead. Um, we're talking about Twitter files. So I may have made a mistake after the first one. First off, we talked about fucking fast food restaurants for 35 minutes. No, that's that's my apologies. Really ate into the time. Um, we went in deep. We went in depth with that first part of the Twitter files. And to be honest with you, I had seen when they released them on Twitter, but I never read through them. And I didn't realize that there was like 15 parts to this. Yeah, there's. So what we're going to do today is, as we talked about, we're going to kind of go over parts two through six. And it's a lot. And it's um, what also is crazy is that the congressional hearings right now are going on for Twitter, the former Twitter executives. And it's getting fiery. And um, I, I tried watching it the other day and I just got so frustrated with the answers. And I actually tweeted. I was so frustrated. I tweeted. God dang it. You tweeted. I did me tweeting. What? That's crazy. Um, People actually listen to you. No, <laughs> they don't. But I tweeted. The first tweet I had was, um, I can't remember this. The ladies, um, she's like the she was like the safety exec or something like that. Yeah, over on mm-hmm. Twitter, um, Navarro- like, Navaroli. Uh, yeah, yeah, yep. Navaroli. The I think she's African American and she has like braids or something like that. Um, I said Navaroli continuously saying, "quote We have to do something" is not a proper response from a platform that promotes free speech and then subsequently suppresses it with direct influence via the Twitter files. Quote, we have to do something is not a solution. It's a really bad cop out. And then I tweeted when Navarroli says that her role was to protect, quote, freedom of speech and, quote, public safety and allowed censorship on the platform and did nothing when um, Libs of TikTok was doxxed shows you that they're full of shit. And I don't know if you if you remember that, but um, the Libs of TikTok account last year, I think it was, was, was doxxed on the platform. She submitted it to Twitter and showing that someone had taken a picture of her home and posted the address of her home. Yeah. And Twitter's response was, um, 
this is not a vi- this does not violate our our uh, terms of, or terms of service how, policy. How? How? It does. It does. It does because doxing is illegal. Like you're not allowed to post public information on the platform. Like that's private information. Yeah, you know, well, because it's you could be that could be seen as what are we talking about? Incitement of violence. Sure. And call to action. Right. And which also led me um, to bringing up the the famous case. I don't know if you know about it. Um, Brandenburg v. Ohio. No, you mentioned this before, but I've never heard of this case. So, so Brandenburg v. Ohio is a famous case. I'm going to pull it up here. Because I just want to let everyone know, whoever's listening, and talk to your Kansas le- legislators Anyone's able to, I don't know why in Kansas, look up where people live. It blew my mind. Yeah. When I first pretty, found out. That's pretty wild. So this case is about um, Clarence Brandenburg. He was a leader in the Ku Klux, Ku Klux Klan. Okay. This is where it gets a little, this is why it gets a little controversial. I've heard bad things. Um, he made a speech at a Klan rally and was later convicted under an Ohio criminal uh, syndic- syndicalism. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I think you are. The law made illegal advocating crime, sabotage, violence, or unlawful methods of terrorism as a means of accomplishing industrial or political reform, as well as assembling with any society, group, or assemblage, assemblage of persons formed to teach or advocate the doctrines of criminal syndicalism. So that raised the question, did Ohio's criminal syndicalism law, I hate that word, prohibiting public speech that advocates various legal activities, violate his right to free speech as protected by the First and Fourteenth Amendments? So what they found was, yes, that does violate his freedom of speech. And it was under a two-pronged test to evaluate speech acts. One, speech can be prohibited if it is, quote, directed at inciting or producing imminent lawless action. Two, it is likely to incite or produce such action. So basically that's saying like freedom of speech is prohibited if it's an incitement of violence or a call to action, like yelling fire in a crowded um, theater when sure. there's no fire. Sure. Um, but syndicalism is um, related to – is from Google. Is, it's workers' unions though. Well. Well, I mean, the Ku Klux Klan, I guess you could argue, was a some form of union. It was a union of, of sorts, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, again, you don't have to, like, again, we all agree that the KKK is a fucking horrible organization and a very, very horrible blemish on America's timeline. But that goes to show that you, can, you still uphold the Constitution. You still uphold, uphold the First Amendment. Yeah, it's like... It's like an unfortunate truth, right? It's like, no, I don't agree with anything that the KKK represents at all, but do they still have free speech? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, Until they, they don't, do. Which is um, clearly outlined in this case. Right. Okay. And this ties into um, today with the Twitter files because of the January 6th Capitol riots uh, with Trump being banned. Right. Um, so that's kind of our segue into this thing. Right. Which is so part two. Um, do we, 
that's that's you. We didn't we didn't capture anything past part one, right? Nope. Part All two. Right. We're going two through six today. Okay. I'm we're not gonna, gonna go rapid fire this. Yeah, we're not gonna go super deep into it because I mean they're Twitter threads. You can obviously find these on Twitter, and, and we can we'll, tell you that we'll, um, we'll post it on the YouTube links if uh, YouTube allows us that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, part two was Barry Weiss. Do you hear that? I do. The vacuum? I do. Tell your wife. There we go. Fiance. She stopped. All right. How'd you part stop her two, that fast? Is she huh? a robot? <laughs> she probably heard me. Are you, are you married to a robot? <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, look at your phone. You're just like, stop. I don't, I don't think Bailey's uh, real, dude. You saw her on Wednesday. Yeah, she's she looked pretty fake the whole time. Okay, well you let's know, get into just, this. Just totally automatic. And no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. Part two was <laughs> um, was a thread produced by Barry Sorry. Weiss, who is an independent journalist. Um, the overview of part two was a look into how Twitter employees and and Jordan Jordan Sather has a Substack. It's called, uh, he's got these thread reader links, which is great. Um, and he has a sub stack. That's the running list of all Twitter files releases. Pretty, pretty good little sub stack here that kind of breaks down all the, all the, um, the threads just to give you kind of the meat and potatoes of it. Um, however, I do have Twitter threads right here. So part, I think this is part two. Is it? Want to be? Should be the shadow banning. Yes. Part two is all about shadow banning and how Twitter said that shadow banning is not something that they do on their platform, but they said that kind of on the premise of a technicality, they don't shadow ban. They do what's called, um, they don't call it shadow ban. They call it visibility filtering. It's kind of a workaround of them saying, we, we don't technically ban. shadow ban. We do visibility filtering, which allows them to have control over content moderation. Um, for instance, um, Stanford's Dr. J. Bhattacharya, who argued that COVID lockdowns would harm children, and Twitter secretly placed him on a trends blacklist. Um, do they like shadow ban? Uh, there's like the. Gay conservative Milo, you, 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 Yiannopoulos. yeah. I like, I haven't heard from that guy in years, and he yeah, was no, really I kind of forgot about him until today. Really big on Twitter, so you for said his a name, minute. yeah, because yeah. he probably didn't fit the profile, yeah, crazy. They have other, uh, other examples of um, the pop- popular white right wing talk show host, uh, Dan Bongino, he was put on. Uh, he was slapped with a search blacklist. Um, so if you search his name, you wouldn't be able to find him. So Dr. Badasharya, you could do, not find him on trends. Do you think um, that would apply to like Google or any of the other like popular websites that you'd probably search for information? Google, I mean, Google owns YouTube, but. Right. Google is on Twitter, him on but. Bing? Google doesn't Microsoft. own Twitter, but kind of what we've what we're kind of uncovering from the Twitter files here is that the FBI kind of has their 
they got their hand um they got their hand multiple multiple pots right so and we're, and we're, we're just talking that, about twitter and and i think that's really important yeah. that it's we're not talking about just twitter because company we have somebody like elon who said that he's going to basically expose all the corruption right that was going on in this company so he can make it back to what it was originally which where it was a free speech platform and, in my opinion, it's kind of crazy that we can go back on. I'm going to sneeze on every. Okay. <laughs> Bless you. On every like internal um, conversation ever ever made between people that were you know obviously in staff before, and that we can go pull that information up, which is fantastic, and we can kind of know the history and the background of what happened and what transpired. And that's what we're talking about, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy we can do that, that there's a digital trail still to this day, like there would be a paper trail. So that's, that's very fortunate in the events that we can talk about that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, this Twitter, this thread um, is, is just about how, again, like, We have a quote, think about visibility filtering as being a way for us to suppress what people see to different levels. It's a very powerful tool, uh, one senior employee said. Um, So number two, again, Barry Weiss reports that one of the accounts that rose to this level of scrutiny was Lives of TikTok, an account that was on the trends blacklist and was designated to do not take action on user without consulting with SIP-PES. Uh, I can't remember how many times it says here she's been, she was subjected to six suspensions in 2022. Each time she was blocked from posting for as long as a week. And and why Twitter, was she blocked from posting? Um, I don't know if we have, I don't have the exact That's fine. That's reasons, fine. but, but um, it's because it they repeatedly informed Rashik, who was the owner of the account, that she had been suspended for Violating Twitter's policy against hateful conduct. Okay. Okay, but the other thing here is that the internal SIP-PES memo from October 2022, after Libs of TikTok's seventh suspension, the committee acknowledged that Libs of TikTok has not directly engaged in behavior violative of the hateful conduct policy. Interesting. So they were telling her that she's being suspended because she was violating this policy right. but then openly admitted it uh, retrospectively that she had not violated the policy. Um, the committee justified her suspensions internally by claiming her posts encouraged online harassment of hospitals and medical providers by insinuating that gender-affirming healthcare is equivalent to child abuse or grooming. Now, there was a famous... Um, wait, um, wait, wait, wait. Say that. Say that again, please. The committee justified her suspensions internally by claiming her posts encouraged online harassment of hospitals, quote, hospitals and medical providers, end quote, by insinuating, quote, that gender affirming healthcare is equivalent to child abuse or grooming. And what she, what Libs of TikTok was referring to was um, the Boston Children's Hospital who came out with a video talking about um, basically doing gender reassignment surgery for kids. And that was a video that she she posted, and she said that this is child abuse. You're mutilating children, 
And then subsequently the Boston Children's Hospital deleted that video. Okay. Wow. And so then people were trying to say that she was like, she was basically lying about that. I mean, bro, that's a, that's a topic on its own just to talk about on another podcast. I know. Cause it sure is. I would love to go more into detail about that. Yeah. But I'll leave you where it is. Okay. So Twitter bans are for saying that. Okay. Got it. Yeah. That was kind of what that, and then okay. um, Rashid told Twitter that her address had been disseminated. She says Twitter support responded with the message, quote, we reviewed the reported content and didn't find it to be in violation of the Twitter rules. No action was taken. The doxing tweet is still up to this day. Hmm. So wait, so did she get banned or what? But they didn't ban that tweet. Right. They didn't remove the tweet that the, the doxing tweet of her. She was suspended for viol- allegedly violating their hateful conduct, even though they internally admitted retrospectively that she did not violate the hateful conduct policy. So that tweet is still up, doxed, but that she's still banded or got banned. 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 Yep. She banded. banded. Yeah, like, damn. Anyways, but that's interesting. Why would they leave that tweet up? Like maybe as like, hey, this is what not to do sort of thing. I don't know. No, like they should have taken the tweet down because it, right. it's doxing and it's a, it's a violation of their policy. Right. Okay. So, all right. Again, yeah, that's kind of the gist of part two, whereas the shadow banning, um, shadow banning, and then the suspension of, of accounts that weren't really violating policy, but they still went ahead and banned them anyways, or suspended them rather, and then retrospectively internally admitting that. They never violate anything, which is a good segue into part three, which is the removal part. Part three is part one of the removal of Donald Trump. Right. Um, which is from crazy. before the election to January six. Yeah. I, I, I know that not everyone's going to agree with Donald Trump and whatnot and him being on Twitter and his angry tweets and whatnot, but God, they were, they were fun to read while it lasted. Right. He's a comedian. He was, and I think every day someone had something to report on Mr. Mr. Trump on the tweets, but basically the, the whole part three to summarize from basically October, 2020 up until January 6th is Twitter and the FBI saying that um, these are violating policy. So like Don Trump would tweet, tweet something FBI would, and very like later on, this is like up up going towards November. I think six was election date. I don't know. That's three years ago now, four years ago. Saying, hey, he can't tweet about this. Election is getting rigged. There's being tweets that are just uh, sent out by other Republicans. And he's retweeting. And basically FBI is, is sending messages to Twitter exec saying, does this violate your policy, your uh, private policy. And they're kind of going back and forth between the FBI and FBI is just like, no, you need to basically discredit him and then ban him. So like up. And I think he got banded on January 6th when the Capitol riots were happening, which no, he was seventh, the seventh, which I know he was tweeting um, during the riots, like, 
be peaceful, be safe. And, and now you can go and look at Donald Trump's Twitter feed up in there. And maybe I'll, I should pull his uh, Twitter feed up because he said he never posts on Twitter again. But his uh, Twitter profile is actually uh, live because Elon took over. So his last tweet was January 8th. Twelves, uh, to all of those who has asked, I will no longer be going to the inauguration on January, January 20th, uh, this is in 2021. Uh, the, the 75 is, so I'm reading it in like, what's not chronological order, but the opposite of that. I don't know what that's called. Uh, the 75 million. Americans, Do you hear that? Yeah. Hey. Uh, the 75 million Americans, great uh, American patriots who voted for me, America first and make America great again, will have a giant voice long into the future. Uh, they will not disrespect or treated unfairly in any shape, way or form. So like he was like representing his base and knowing that people voted for him. So before that, and those were produced two days after, so I don't know when he exactly got banned. But here's his tweets during January 6th. And here, I'll just share it so I, you know I'm not making this shit up. I knew you were making it up. Right. Okay. Can you see my screen? Can you still hear me? Yep. All right. So his last... Let's go to the first tweet of January 6th. Holy cow, he's got a ton. All right. Actually, first one. January 6th. I don't know what time this is. If Vice President Mike Pence comes through for us, we will win the presidency. Many states will want to decertify the mistakes that weren't made in certifying incorrect and even fraudulent numbers in the process not approved by the state legislators, which it must be in quotes or in parentheses. Mike can send it back. I don't really know what he meant by that tweet. I don't know. He's kind of weird. And then, and then, uh, <laughs> yeah. joust on, uh, Mr. Biden, sleepy eyes, Chuck Todd, wait, maybe not. Is so happy for his fake voter tabulation process that he can't even get the words out straight. Sad to watch. So I don't think the riot's going on yet. Um, states want to correct their correct, want to correct their votes, which they know now were based on irregularities. Irregularities and fraud. Please. Irregularities. Thanks. Plus, corrupt process never received legislative approval. All Mike Pence has to do is send him back to the states and we will win. Do it, Mike. This is your time for extreme courage. So now he's getting fired up. The Republican Party and more importantly, our country needs the presidency more than ever. The power of the veto. Stay strong. They just happened to find 50,000 ballots last night. The USA is embarrassed by fools. Our election process is worse than third world countries, which is kind of funny because I could have swear I saw a tweet where there was literally in the, uh, this might not be it, but in the back of a van of one of his, oh God, um, was like, 50,000 just casted ballots like that were just sitting in a trunk that never got voted. But 
anyways. Well, he, well, he, he did like, he talked about that, um, the 50,000 votes and people at Twitter were trying to get him to remove it because they were like, this is why, they, why they is went this to late last PolitiFact. night? This is like two, two months ago though. Right. Like the election, election should have been over if I'm going to look at my calendar, right? Yeah, January 6th was two months after. Should like have been two months, yeah, two months after. Should have been November 3rd. But so, he, yeah, he had tweeted about after. it. He had tweeted about the 50,000 votes. And they were like, Twitter was wanting, people on Twitter were wanting him to be banned because of that tweet and someone tried to use PolitiFact to fact check him and Twitter was like, well, he's actually, that, he's actually not lying because an article came out about it. Like there were articles that came out about the 50,000 yeah. ballots, which wouldn't have made a difference. No, um, but it like, it was just, the point was, is that they were trying to have him banned on something that he wasn't even lying about. Like it was right, 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 right. Um, and, and that's what the FBI and, and some of the tweets were on the Twitter files here saying what real late. Oh, shoot. Where did I? Uh, the FBI flagged and then got circulating the enforcement slack. Twitter cited PolitiFact to say that the first story yeah. was proven to be false. They know the second was already deemed to be no VO on numerous occasions. It's like, okay. Awesome. Their their slang is so lame. It's very lame. Same day, January sixth, the scoundrels <laughs> scoundrels <laughs> are only toying with the a gray guy. I don't I don't know. Oh, Sonny Purdue. Is this Sonny Purdue? David Purdue. David Purdue. What is he? Official Twitter account for US Senator David Purdue. Oh, George. Okay. Just didn't want to announce it yet. They got as many balances as necessary. Rigged election. And then he tweets same. I don't know if the same day. Save America March. No, so maybe. I don't know. I don't know. And then so then sh shit got down. Please support our Capitol Police and law enforcement. They're truly on our, uh, truly on the side of our country. Stay peaceful. And then. Moments later, I'm asking for all everyone at U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful. No violence. Remember, we are the party of law and order. Respect the law. And then he got banned. And I don't know where these two filtered out because I swear to you, he got banned like that day. And yeah, he got um, removed on the seventh. I don't know how he is. Yeah, I don't know how these two came through. Maybe he had those like already sent and then Twitter basically deactivated it. Who knows his, his profile, but yeah, who knows? So whole thing was all about the basically dumb it down. FBI got involved and said that, Hey, look at, look at these tweets from our current pre president. How are you not banning them yet? They're violating your terms of policy sort of thing which they didn't and he still was blocked. Yep. So, uh part 4. 
part four is just like part two of Trump being removed from the platform. And um, this was, this thread was done by uh, Mike Schellenberger. Um, and it's, it's about four years. He says for years, Twitter had resisted calls to ban Trump. And they, um, they stated blocking a world, re- re- blocking a world leader from Twitter or removing their controversial tweets would hide important information. People should be able to see and debate. It would also not silence that leader, but it would certainly hamper necessary discussions around their words and actions. And that tweet came January 5th of 2018. So three years later, they would ban him right. and go against what they said. Right. Um, but after January 6th, there was internal and external pressure on Jack Dorsey. Um, people saying that he has blood on his hands and calling for Trump's permanent ban. Um, and again, as Matt Taibbi pointed out in the first one, it's not a, this wasn't it wasn't a balanced system because an overwhelming majority, like remember in the 98, 96, 90, 99%. Can I, can I pause you for a second? Yeah. I'm and maybe we can talk about January 6th riots, but I still like I'm finding this to be absolutely uh, insane still. That sorry, this is a tweet from Bishop Talbert Swan. Same day. They have the fences blocking them and that they just let people through. <laughs> that guy's like waving him on. Like, call me as conspiracy theorist all you want, but why are the police just opening this up? That I blo- don't know. That blo- and and I haven't done all my research on it, but anyways, we're talking about Twitter files. We can talk about that another day because holy cow. And I'm sure we will. I don't know how we haven't. But... Anyways, sorry. As I was saying, as Matt Taibbi pointed out in the first one, um, the system was imbalanced because Democrats were the overwhelming majority of donors to Twitter. Um, and you even have an April 2022 Roth uh, or 2017 Roth tweeted that there were actual Nazis in the White House. He tweeted that. A Twitter executive tweeted that. That there was no actual ban. Nazis? For, in what year is this? 2017 Roth. Yoel Roth tweeted that one of the Twitter execs. Is he um, thinking because of because Donald Trump was president? Yeah, hundred percent. How does he know that? He he's I think I don't know, dude. He said it's uh, the tweet was, yes, that person in the pink hat is clearly a bigger threat to your brand of feminism than actual Nazis in the White House. No right. repercussions. Can tweet whatever he wants, no repercussions. Um, and then on January seventh, Jack Jack emails employees saying Twitter needs to remain consistent in its policies, including the right of users to return to Twitter after a temporary suspension. After Roth reassures an employee that people who care about this aren't happy with where we are. No shit. Um, eleven thirty on the same day. He DMs Roth, Roth DMs colleagues with the news that he is excited to share. He says, guess what? Jack just approved repeat offender for civic integrity. Directional approach would be something like labels, which are severe enough to result in disabled engagements incur strikes. 
Hmm. Severe enough to result in disabled engagements and curse strikes. Okay. Strike one, label only. Strike two, label only. Strike three, label plus 12-hour timeout. Strike four, label plus a week timeout. Strike, strike five, permanent suspension. Progress, think, they they proclaim. Do you think Donald Trump got a couple of those strikes? Well, um, I don't know. What day was this? I don't have a timestamp for this unless this was January on January 7th. This is January 7th. Okay. Okay. Um, colleague says progress. Does this affect our approach to Trump who I think that we publicly said had one remaining strike or does the incitement to violence aspect change the calculus? UL Roth says Trump continues to just have his one strike, which would be a label only. Right. This is for everything else. Roth's colleagues query about incitement of violence heavily foreshadows what will happen the following day. On January 8th is when he was got his ban. So that makes sense why those tweets went out. Yeah, it does. Uh, January 8th, Twitter announces a permanent ban on Trump due to the risk of further incitement of violence. So then on the 8th, he was banned. Yep. He sure was. Um, he sure was. Um, and then they also talk about like um, banning the the hashtag stop the steal and anybody that had the hashtag like in their profile, right? Um, anybody that had Kraken in their profile, um, because right. Kraken was something that was um, associated with QAnon. Oh, and so when they ended up looking looking into it, um. Kraken was also like a cryptocurrency. So they said that it was, I'm trying to say. What is it? Um, Why is it? Okay. And they say in their, their Slack. Also, I think adding Kraken to the various bots may have broken something. Oh, guys. I Okay, guys. I removed Kraken the other day. FYI. It did break something. There's an app called Kraken app or something. There's also a cryptocurrency. Oh. I mean, there's also the Kraken, like rum. Um, so they kind of realized the brand Kraken account is allow listed for what it's worth. Yeah, it's a crypto exchange. Yeah, and so it's also related to one of Trump's lawyers for some reason. And interesting, it's in relation to QAnon conspiracy theory who believe Donald Trump is secretly battling a deep state cabal of Satan worshiping pedophiles in the democratic party media business and Hollywood. And so many yeah. believe that Donald Trump will be inaugurated on January, January 20th, which was uh, three years ago. That didn't happen. It did not. Also, um, employees struggle with whether to punish users who share a screenshot of Trump's deleted January 6 tweets. Quote, we should ban we should bounce these tweets with a strike given the screenshot violates the policy. Quote, they are criticizing Trump, so I'm a bit hesitant with applying a strike to this user. Um, and the tweet is it's a quote tweet showing him say, These are the Trump tweeting, these are the things and events that happen when a sacred landslide election victory is so unceremoniously and viciously stripped away from great patriots who have been badly and unfairly treated for so long. Go home with love and in peace. Remember this day forever. And the account Fenny 850 gems for who? I don't know what the fuck that is. She says, <laughs> fuck off. It, whoever it is says, 
fuck off. Oh my God. Even Twitter says it's inciting violence. And then they, and then Twitter's replying to the thread saying we should bounce these tweets with a strike given the screenshot violates the policy. And then somebody else said they are commenting and criticizing Trump. So I'm a bit hesitant with applying strike to this user. So what if a user dislikes Trump and objects to Twitter's censorship? The tweet still gets deleted. But since the intention is not to deny the election result, no punishing strike is applied. If there are instances where the intent is unclear, please feel free to rise. Another one with the same um, quote with the same tweet from Trump was quote tweeted from someone saying, I don't even like the man, but I'm not going to put up with Twitter deleting opinions they don't like. Yeah, I think that's what it comes down to. And brass tacks of all of this, they didn't like him. Actually, none of the main media liked him. And yeah, th- this is one of the ways that Donald Trump com- communicated com- communicated with his followers, right? To a certain degree. To a certain degree. To a certain. But degree. um, but he also um, they also quote. Trying to see. The evening of January 7th, the same, there was a junior employee who said, I feel a lot of debates around exceptions stem from the fact Trump's account is not technically different from anybody else and yet treated differently due to his personal status. He says, Hi, UL. I'm sure you're very busy right now. My apologies if this is a distraction to your work. I wonder if there has been discussion about reshaping the rules around official accounts, example, Donald Trump and other accounts or an unverified account. I feel a lot of debates around exceptions stem from the fact that Trump's account is not technically different from anybody else's and yet treated differently due to his personal status without corresponding Twitter rules to clarify the responsibilities that should come with that status. In which case, Yoel says, I think you're spot on. To put a different spin on it, policy is one part of the system of how Twitter works. There are different things you can change when you want to affect different behaviors. Policy and enforcement are, are one, the product is another partnerships and outreach are another, etc., And all that is situated in a bigger system, i.e. the world, which influences how everything else operates in practice. When you change one part of the system, you necessarily have to adapt the rest. And I think we ran into the world changing faster than we were able to either adapt the product or the policy, but we can and should, should do both, not directly. In which case that same Twitter employee says, this might be an unpopular opinion, but one-off ad hoc decisions like this that don't appear rude in policy are, in my honest opinion, a slippery slope and reflect an alternatively equally dic- dictatorial problem. This now appears to be a fiat by an online platform CEO with a global presence that can gate keep speech for the entire world, which seems unsustainable. Agreed. I think you got a point. If, if you're going to pick and choose who can say what you want on your platform, then... It's it's not a universal free speech platform, which is, it shouldn't be because it, it is. So I, I have to like play at devil's advocate to a certain degree and say, hey, if you're going to uphold the American values, which is free speech, then allow people to say what they want, right? But if you're going to have these certain policies and only apply it towards one or the other, depending on what your political background is, then you're wrong. And you shouldn't be applying those values at all. And it's completely wrong. And you shouldn't have to answer questions in Congress and and say, well, this is what you said. And so why are you taking one? Why are you taking fact or questions from the FBI 
in the first place, saying that. Why are you meeting with him weekly? Yeah. And boasting about it. You, you sh- There's no, you're a private, you were, you, you were a private business. So Twitter never went public. I, as far as I know, I think. I don't, I don't know. Stock price. Hold on. I don't know, but another, to, to piggyback off that, like another, um, or maybe something that supports that is the fact that in this thread, they, they were trying to ban QAnon terms that had nothing to do with QAnon, which was the Kraken. And they found it broke the system and they ended up having a reverse course. My apologies. Twitter was a publicly traded company. Uh, but when Elon bought, he went private with them. Makes sense. Which. Ugh. Terrible company to invest in. God, they're yeah. so bad for so long. And and it was all bad during Donald Trump era. That is crazy. This graph that I'm looking at, this is this is actually very interesting to see. And I wonder if um they at, at some point, you know, this is 2014 through 2015, so Donald Trump's era. Look look for the that last four years. It was the lowest as all time. That's funny. That is hilarious. And then as soon as Donald Trump gets banned, stock price rockets. Weird. Is it coincidence? I think not. <laughs> <laughs> but it is kind of crazy. Especially yeah. the day he got inaugurated was their lowest of all time since going public. Hmm. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but weird. I would think that everyone or Donald Trump tweeting this shit that he said would just boast your, your, uh, uh, people wanting to get on Twitter. And so it kind of, I don't know, kind of makes you wonder why they weren't making so much money during that time. They they had to have been filtering out so much of right wing stuff that time, and I, not only just right. Well, we have like evidence news. of it. Yeah, right, exactly. And, and you're taking away your ad revenue, but for the sake of pushing a political agenda. So that's kind of what it comes down to, to a degree. Like they're still making money, obviously. And they're probably waiting for someone like a. They probably weren't waiting for Elon Musk because now they're, <laughs> now they're just getting screwed. Who who knows what's going to happen? But I sent you a video on the Riverside chat if you want to play that for like a good exit. But I think it's uh, yeah. I'll play that. I, wanna, I got another. I got we got two videos to play, and we got two parts. Um, I don't think part we're gonna five. Them all. <laughs> huh. Okay, we're go gonna, for it. Yeah, we're we're getting through part, it. Part five is the third part of Trump being removed, and it's just about how uh, Twitter con- uh, contradicted their own rules and leaving certain heads of state on their platform. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. they deleted Trump's account. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, 
They're saying that Trump this. incited violence on January 6th. Um, and I, I just read through it, all the tweets from him. So you, you let me know. Right, but they're, 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 they did it, they did it contextually, you, which he didn't actually violate any. They're saying all, they're saying the bigger picture and all the stuff that happened around him and his Twitter was the reason they suspended him or banned him, permanently banned him. Um, it wasn't like a necessarily a, a certain tweet, but they were saying contextually that's why they banned him when I don't think he technically violated their policies. I think it sure. was more of like from they were pre, they felt pressured into it um, and they did it. Oh, so, from whom? I think you know whom. Um, and that's so part five, they, some of Twitter's employees admit, admitting that Trump didn't break any of their platform rules and he was still removed. Which is in sanity, right? Because past two parts, all we talked about is them by or uh, Donald Trump, quote unquote, violating, breaking their policies, and so now yeah. what? And part five, they're they're saying that oh, he didn't the, violate anything. Twitter's are admit, yeah, their uh, Twitter employees are admitting that he didn't ban any policies. Um, like right here in Barry Weiss reports, Twitter staff assigned to evaluate tweets quickly concluded that Trump had not violated Twitter's policies. Quote, I think we'd have a hard time saying this is incitement, wrote one staffer. Quote, it's pretty clear that he's saying that the American patriots are the ones who voted for him and not the terrorists. We can call them that, right? From Wednesday, quote, another staff staffer agreed, quote, don't see the incitement angle here. Quote, um, don't I don't see the incitement of fear. What PC could it be trying to incite fear about? What PC? I think we'd have a hard time saying this is incitement. It's pretty clear he's saying the American Patriots. Don't see the incitement angle. No, I don't. I didn't either. I'm not Siri. I'm Annika Annika Navaroli, one of the one of the people that's being um I guess deposed by Congress. All I also am not seeing clear or coded incitement in the Donald Jump. Donald Jump, Donald J. Trump. Good God. <laughs> You're good. Um, I'll respond. I'll respond in the elections channel and say that our team has assessed and found no violations for the, tr- for the Donald J. Trump one flagging that Yoel is looking for an assessment of the, of the Trump tweet. In yeah. The crisis channel. Isn't it? Yeah. She does. She does just that. Quote, as an FYI, safety has assessed the, tre- the tweet above and determined that there is no violation of our policies at this time. Later, she would testify to the House committee. For months, I had been begging and anticipating and attempting to raise the reality that if nothing, if we made no intervention into what I saw occurring, people were going to die. And that's what she was trying to say in front of Congress, too, here recently. Right. Was that we had to do something. It's not a plan. Okay. It's a cop out. In in your your social media platform, do you, do you yeah. really think that like I'm gonna wake like the city that I live in? Am I gonna wake up and I see a couple tweets and I'm like, "You're right. I need to get down there and fuck shit up." No. Well, I mean, again, you have some people that are on the fringe, sure, and they're going to take advantage of that, but. For there to be incitement, you need I need clear, concise saying that I need to say we're marching on the Capitol. Get down there right now and let's overthrow our democracy. Yeah. I need clear I need something clear. So 
back to this, the contradiction. In June 2018, Iran's Ayatollah Ali Khamenei tweeted, hashtag Israel is a malignant cancerous tumor in the West Asian region that has to be removed and eradicated. (laughs) It is possible and it will happen. Twitter neither deleted the tweet nor banned (laughs) the Ayatollah. In fact, they promoted it with a Budweiser ad. I'm making that part up, but I I know, I, I know, but I know, but it's like, okay, that's clear and direct of their intentions on what they want to establish with a uh, foreign enemy. And yet, but wait, there's more. Oh, in October 2020, the former Malaysian prime minister said it was a right for Muslims to kill millions of French people. Nice. Twitter deleted his tweet for glorifying violence, but he remains on the platform. The tweet nice. below was taken from the Wayback Machine. I don't know what that yeah. is. Yeah, Muslims know. have a right to be angry and to kill millions of French people for the massacres of the past. Yeah, they do. Here's some more. Muhammadu Buhari, the president of Nigeria, incited violence against pro-Biafra groups. Quote, those of us in the fields for 30 months who went through the war, quote, he wrote, Quote, we'll treat them in the language they understand. Quote, the twi- Twitter deleted the tweet, but it didn't ban Buhari. In October 2021, I got more. Twitter allowed Ethiopian Prime Minister Abi Ahmed to call out citizens to take up arms against the Tigray region. Twitter allowed the tweet to remain up and did not ban the Prime Minister. I can't read it because it's like, I don't even know what language it is. Sure. But apparently it says this tweet, it even says this tweet violated the Twitter rules about abusive behavior. However, Twitter has determined that it may be in the public's interest for the tweet to remain um, accessible. Whose public interest? I don't know. Bihar's. For for Ethiopia? I guess. I don't know. It sounds okay. pretty terrible. Um, yeah. in, tw- in early February 2021, Prime Minister... Narendra Modi's government threatened to arrest Twitter employees in India and to incarcerate them for up to seven years after they restored hundreds of accounts that had been critical of him. Twitter did not ban Modi. But Twitter executives did ban Trump, even though key staffers said that Trump had not incited violence, not even in a quote-unquote coded way. Less than 90 minutes after Twitter employees had determined that Trump's tweets were not in violation of Twitter policy – Vijaya Gaddy, Twitter's head of legal policy and trust, asked whether it could, in fact, be coded incitement of violence or incited to further violence. Here's a thread. Thanks. The biggest question is whether a tweet, this is Vijaya. The biggest question is whether a tweet like the one this morning from Trump, which is a rule violation on its face, is being used as coded incitement to further violence. If you have any context or insight, we should consider I'm all ears. Example, use of term American patriots, and they will not di- be disrespected or treated unfairly in any way, shape, or form. End quote. Hmm. Hmm. This is an interesting question. I am going to speak with my team ASAP to see if we can run a quick survey to get reactions to the language contained in the tweet and get back to you. Vijaya says, I'm not sure I would rely on a survey. I worry about how that would be perceived externally. Wondering if we have anything in past research that could be relevant. I, wow. I, I don't I don't know. Just so much to unravel there. Go ahead. A few minutes later, um, Twitter mm. employees on the scaled enforcement team, they have so many fucking teams, yep. suggest that Trump's tweet may have violated Twitter's glorification of violence policy if you interpreted the phrase American patriots to refer to rioters. 
So no, wait, wait, wait. So they're just they're just saying that American patriots are terrorists, essentially. Well, they're using that. They're using that term. They're they're interpreting that term right. to be the rioters. Right, 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 um, right, 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 right. The Slack says, "Team Scale is asking if we would consider Trump's tweet for G, for GOV glorif, glorif, glorification of violence. If we consider American patriots to refer to rioters, they have a point. From my point of view." Team, my laptop has frozen. We'll rejoin ASAP. Okay. Scale has said they understand our position. How did it freeze if you sent that? They understand our position, but will continue to push their GOV assessment with leadership. They see it that, quote, he is the leader of a violent extremist group, which is glorifying the group in in its recent actions. Do you think we should square off a GOV in the Donald, the DJT assessment, or would it be helpful at this point? I think it would be helpful to maybe have a write-up of what a violation assessment could look like. I can't read the last part. It's okay. Oh, well. So things escalate from there. Members of the team came to view him as the leader of a terrorist group. Just to update you, I spoke to blank just now. They understand our assessment of this individual tweet, but they now view him as the leader of a terrorist group responsible for violent violence deaths comparable to Christchurch shooter or Hitler and on that basis, and Whoa. on the totality of his tweets, he should be deplatformed. Whoa. They will continue to push that argument and leadership, and we will see where it falls. The Christchurch shooter, yeah. I've I've read the guy's manifesto, and I've uh I've seen the video of Christchurch guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely insane. You you're you're putting that guy on the same level as the guy that shot you're, up the people in Vegas. You're putting him on the same level as Hitler. Uh, maybe not. Yeah, I mean, to a degree, to a degree, to a degree. I'm not going to disagree with you, but like anyone that shoots up anyone in a public space, you're you're putting you're putting. No, I'm that saying up. they're putting Trump on the same level as Hitler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? There's a lot of Hitler, or there's a lot of Holocaust deniers too, and. If you're a denier, you're actually probably worse than I don't know than Hitler. Probably, at least he was a. You're not trooper. worse than Hitler. <laughs> He's Hitler a, killed millions of Jews uh, indirectly. I, I'm dude. I'm not advocating for Hitler at all. I'm. I'm just saying. All I'm saying on that statement is like you can't put Donald Trump even close to like Hitler. And, and I'm just what that, I'm saying. And I think that like blows my mind that he, people were like questioning him on the fact that he was inciting and in, in, inciting violence. And just you, you can't look back at 2020 and say and look at his tweets, not on Donald Trump at all, because I don't think he was the best character for America. But you don't look at his tweets up leading to that and say, wow, he's a piece of shit. Um, he was definitely inciting violence. I think he was like motioning on it to a degree, like saying that this was a rigged election, which I think that we still have questions out there. And let's be honest, it's not like this is America's first time like screwing with a a presidential race of some sort, whether it be international or domestic. So I don't think it's the first time that any elections ever been rigged and for for America to kind of finally see how it happens internally and in those other countries they're like yeah this happens all the time 
it was a, a good thing to a bad situation, if that makes sense. Well, I don't think that, I don't agree. I don't think it was a quote unquote rigged election. I don't think the election was stolen from Trump. I don't think it was stolen. I, I, think I just think that sketchy things that went on. I think th- I agree with you. There definitely was because we have a lot of evidence of that, which I think should be investigated further. But I think 100%. the biggest issue was how social media platforms handled him and how they yeah, were. That's what we're talking shadow about. banning him. Yeah. How they shadow banned him as late as a week up to the election. Right. And they buried the Hunter Biden laptop story in which many people said that that would have swayed them to not vote for Biden. Yeah. Because of yeah, his implication and, it's, it's and, you, and still, you buried it. It's still a true thing to this day. And it's still like just put it under the rug. And it's it's just crazy. Just it how is crazy. much shit is just swept under the rug and like no one digs deep enough. I mean, dude, I was, I was about to start this podcast with, have you seen what the fuck is going on in our country right now? With yeah. all the train derailments? Like people were like, oh, yeah, the one in Ohio. Yeah, no, there's not. There's. Four others right now. Other than that one, there's one in Tulsa, one in Detroit, there's one in um, South Carolina, and I think there's one in Texas as well. There's f- all containing hazardous materials, and yeah, I'm like just a plastics plant. Yeah, yeah, in Florida. Uh, or yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, I heard about that too. And I'm just like, what? What is going on right now? Is this? And then you have the balloons things with the Chinese gut or with China or whatever. I'm just like, and then, and also on top of that, you have the Epstein files. There's supposed to be 167 names released from uh, Glenn Maxwell's trial, but, but over a thousand are on um, Mr. Epstein's black book, which I I've seen a big list and it's all celebrities, politicians, everyone that you, you've ever heard about is on the list. And so that's supposed to be released. I don't know when it is. I know it was supposed to be released in what I heard about three or four days ago that's supposed to be released. So I feel like there's a lot going on to distract us from what's bigger. Just my hunch. Could be. Don't. Sounds conspiratorial. If I die in the next two weeks. I hope not, buddy. Take care of yourself. Yeah, no. I'm trying. So, part six. Holy shit. All right. This is let's, it. This is the, the, the FBI subsidiary. All right. Let's do it. Um, the overview of this is proof that um, Twitter engaged directly with government agencies, the FBI, um, Department of Homeland Security, and um, the DNI in, in particular to police and censor content online. And we got a couple tweets here. I'm not going to try okay. and dive super deep in this because it's pretty self-explanatory. The FBI social media focused task force, the FTIF, um, created in the wake of the 2016 election, swelled to 80 agents and corresponded um, with Twitter to identify alleged foreign influence and election tampering of all kinds. And this is being, this is reported by um, Matt Taibbi. Federal intelligence and law enforcement reach into Twitter included the DHS, which partnered with security contractors and think tanks to pressure Twitter to moderate content. It's no secret the government analyzes bulk data for all sorts of purposes, everything from tracking terror, su- from tracking terror suspects to making economic forecasts. Twitter files show something new. Agencies like the FBI and the DHS regularly sending social media content to Twitter through multiple entry points, pre-flagged for moderation. 
What stands out is the sheer quantity of reports from the government. Some are aggregated from public hotlines. Mm-hmm. And they have, we have a picture here. It says um, election day protocol for FBI headquarters is to stand up a national election command post, which provides a centralized location for assessing election related threats. Status reports and complaints are tracked. Have a tips, have a tip, send it to tips.fbi.gov or 915-832-5000. All right. Where am I here? Okay. You junkered. Um, hold on. Cause we have one about the collusion. The ubiquity of the 2016 Russian interference story as stated pretext for building out the censorship machine can't be overstated. It's analogous to how, I don't know if I'm saying that right. It's fine. To how 9-11, sound right? Sure. To, okay. To how 9-11 inspired the expansion of the security state. Russian malign influence use of permissive social media platforms. Hmm. While the DHS is in its product's Pans permissive social media for offering operative advantages to Russians. It also explains that the domestic violent extremist threat requires addressing information gaps. Information gaps and challenges associated with the individualized nature of radicalization could be partially mitigated with increased collaboration between law for law enforcement, terrorism prevention efforts, and private sector partners. We ju- we judge these partnerships would improve our ability to detect changes in DVE trends and provide early warning for potential attacks. So that's the guys. FBI in one case sent over so many possible violent content reports, Twitter personnel congratulate each other in Slack for the monumental undertaking of reviewing them. In Slack, it reads, anyone need help reviewing the the tweets forward an FBI report on possible violative content? Plus one, we can help on SI. Thank you all so much for, for your help. A monumental undertaking. That's how I imagine they sound. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. Sorry. Keep going. Just I'm taking it all in. Take it all in. There are multiple points of entry into Twitter for government flag reports. This letter from Agent Chan to Roth. Agent Chan's been a big talking point at the congressional hearings. References Teleporter, a platform through which Twitter could receive reports from the FBI. From Yoel Roth. Twitter folks, I just got something hot off the presses today. Please be on the lookout for a teleporter message from me with two documents to download. Thanks. Regards, Elvis. Teleporter message. Okay. That was from Elvis M. Chan. Reports also came from different agencies. Here, an employee recommends bouncing content based on evidence from DHS. Resharing this as it doesn't look like they were actioned yesterday, given the evidence we received from DHS, et cetera, I lean towards batting B A D I N G the URL and bouncing the videos, to be honest, given the accusations, but relatively low visibility. Well, state governments also flag content. So it's Twitter all about shat- shadow banning. Yeah. Via pressure from the government. Right. Domestic and federal. Twitter, for instance, received reports via a partner support portal and an outlet created by the Center for Internet Security, a partner organization to the DHS. Why was no action taken? Below, Twitter execs receiving an alert from California officials by way of our partner support portal. Debate whether to act on a Trump tweet. So, 
And part at, six. So how many parts are there? 15. 18, like 18. Jesus. All right. Let's hear it. Yeah. That's it. That's the end of part six. Okay. Part six is just about how, um, we started shadow banning. Well, shadow banning, but not on the, not on the, not on the violation of policy, but on the pressure and recommendation from the government. Directly from the government, DHS, mm. I'm not DNI, surprised. FBI, state governments. Not surprised. It's a, it's kind of a sad world we live in, right? Like we can yeah. get shadow banned right now. We probably are to a certain degree because we're not woke and putting the. I don't know the the agenda. I I don't know what the agenda is, but I I feel like it's my honest opinion. I think it's like so left that they just want us to be so censored and so at our at each other's throats that we don't want to progress any anything. And I I'm all for progressions. I played this. This is hear this. So this is um this is a uh, Oh, I was actually of, about to uh play this video. Were you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, this is um the red this state AOC? Yeah, this is the yeah, this is AOC. This is the red state um reporting about AOC's wild rant about the Hunter laptop during the Twitter hearing. Oh, interesting. Hold on, hold on. By the okay. way, do you like push pops? It's what? I have not had a push pop in a long time. I'll get one. Here we go. Birthday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here we go. Let's do it. Play it. It's not playing. What? Yeah, it's not playing. Oh. There you Here. go. Sorry, wrong tab. To Washington Post article. Now warning about Hunter Biden laptop disinformation, the guy who leaked it. Here's the deal. Before I even get into my questions, I think that the, the story with the, New York, uh, with the Washington Post reporting is that what they're seeing right here, when the New York Post first reported in October 2020 that it, it had obtained contents of a laptop computer allegedly owned by Joe Biden's son Hunter, there was an immediate roadblock faced by other news outlets that hoped to corroborate reporting, as many did. The newspaper wasn't sharing what it obtained. New York Post had this alleged information and was trying to publish it without any corroboration, without any backup information. They were trying to publish it to Twitter, but did not let them, and now they were upset. I believe that political operatives who sought to inject explosive disinformation with the Washington Post couldn't get away with it. And... Now they're livid, and they want the ability to do it again. They want the ability to inject this again. So they've dragged a social media platform here in Congress. They're weaponizing the use of this committee so that they can do it again. A whole hearing about a 24-hour hiccup in a right-wing political operation. That is why we are here right now. And it is, it, it's just an abuse of public resources, an abuse of public time. We can be talking about health care. We could be talking about bringing down the cost of prescription drugs. We could be talking about abortion rights, civil rights, 
voting rights, but instead we're talking about Hunter Biden's half-baked laptop story. I mean, this is an embarrassment, but I'll go into it. Ms. Navarroli, let's talk about something real. I'd like to show you a tweet posted by... Yeah, so... I kind of want to know more about that, but go ahead. Here's the thing, AOC. It was corroborated. Yeah. It was his laptop. It was. And it does link to Joe Biden. And when you say that we could be doing something better right now, I think we're doing a lot by holding Twitter accountable for not upholding the First Amendment and for lying to everybody that was on the platform for the actions it took against certain political ideologies, against a former president. But to you, it's inconvenient because the New York Post is right wing. If you were really someone, if you were really of the people, you would want this story to be put out there and to be investigated. Because we went through the entire Russia Russia Gate over Trump, a two year investigation yeah, that we went over, right? And it came out that there was no um, collusion. There was no collusion, and even more ironically, the people that hated Trump were the ones that performed that investigation. And as it turns out, one of the lead investigators on the Russia collusion with Donald Trump, he was the one that was colluding with Russia. Right. And but I here you are wanting to bury yeah. a story that hurts your narrative and attacks your agenda. And I haven't done enough research on Donald Trump's so-called uh, collusion with Ukraine but I find it odd that we have the Biden family involved in that whole situation. Like, like there's, there, it just can't be just a coincidence, right? Like, there's something that ties these two pieces together and and how they got elected. So I'm I'm I, I'm not going to say anything, but I'm going to do some research and I want to know a little bit more about the impeachment that he didn't get impeached for. Do it. I will. All right. I'm going to get angry. I want to get angry. I already am. I've got this video you sent me. Okay. Finish on that. Um, This is a good one too. We'll finish up on this one. All right. And I think we can, when we do our next two, we have two more parts for this. Yeah. Seven through 11 and then 12 through 15. I agree. And we'll sprinkle in um, some of the congressional hearing stuff as they get through more of it. Yeah, it's about um, time we're getting down to Braxton tax, buddy. All right, I know. Hold no on, more I'm talking getting... about fast food anymore for forty-five minutes. No one needs to hear about that. We already yeah, know who's the OGs. Culver, Taco Bell, <laughs> undefeated. Yeah, uh, the Chiefs. All right, the Chiefs. Okay. Are you ready for this? I want to talk about derailments. Yeah, let's do it. We have so much shit to talk about. Uh, we have so it's it's never ending in this country. It's not. <sighs> All right, yeah. so here we go. This is Lauren Bobert, who just goes absolutely scorched earth, bonkers, scorched earth. Here we go. Which is wait, hold on. Kind of surprising. We have a Republican from Colorado, right? Interesting. Very interesting. Anyhow.
Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Mr. Uh, Matt Taibbi, a respected reporter who published much of the Twitter files, said, quote, Twitter's contact with FBI She's cute. was constant and pervasive, as if it were a subsidiary. Now, I want to better understand why he would suggest that. Mr. Roth, while at Twitter, how many meetings did you have with the FBI? I couldn't say for sure, but I would More than say 10? That's a reasonable estimate. I couldn't say for sure. They can never More say for sure. That seems a bit high. Many meetings no. with the FBI. Well, we know uh, uh, how many FBI agents worked at Twitter while you were there? I don't believe any active FBI agents. Former FBI agents. How many worked there while you were there? I'm aware Wait, there's former two. FBI well, we agents? Know, yes. Nine, uh, because they started the BU group yes. chat, BU for Bureau. Now, Mr. Roth, did the FBI ever ask you to share information like users' communication data without That's going crazy. through crazy? No, they did not. And I would have refused if they had. Sure. Um, that's correct. I see that you denied Agent Chan's request for access to Twitter's data feed. What's sick isn't that you would deny it. Uh, it's that the FBI would even ask you for the private data of American citizens without going through legal channels of the law. Now, I want to remind you, Mr. Roth, that you are under oath. Did the FBI ever ask you to do anything that was illegal or questionably legal? Yes. I'm not a lawyer, but certainly not to the best of my recollection or knowledge. Now, from the hearing that I've been a part of today, um, it's almost impossible to tell where the FBI ends and where Twitter begins. We have Mr. Baker here, a former FBI agent, and there seems to be a revolving door between the FBI and Twitter itself. Um, even Mr. Baker said that there was no collusion with the federal government and Twitter. But Mr. Baker, that's you. You are the collusion between the federal government and the FBI. And now, with this, this is such a problem because we're seeing censorship all over. Mr. Roth, Ms. Gaddy, did either of you approve the shadow banning of my account at Lauren Boebert? Yes or no? No, I did not. Not to the best of my recollection. Well, let me refresh your memory because on March 12th, 2021, and Mr. Roth, I know you looked at it because fascist Twitter 1.0 had a public interest exceptions policy, which means for members of Congress to be shadow banned, it had to go before you, Mr. Roth. So I'll ask again, did you shadow ban my account? Yes or no? Again, not to the best of my recollection. So the answer is, Mr. Roth, yes, you <laughs> did. I found out last night from Twitter staff that you suppressed my account for this tweet. It's a freaking joke about Hillary Clinton being angry that she couldn't rig her election. It's a joke. But in response, being the sinister overlords that you all are, you placed a 90-day account filter so I could not be found. And now we see here that Twitter staff said the visibility filter on my account excluded me from top searches, prevented notifications for non-followers, and much more. This is considered an aggressive visibility filter. You silenced members of Congress from communicating with their constituents. You, you silenced me from communicating with the American Which people I can do. over a freaking joke. Now, who the hell do you think that you are? Election interference? Yeah, I would say that that was taking place because of you four sitting here. The Hunter Biden laptop story was suppressed. A sitting member of Congress was suppressed. 
a, a sitting president was banned from Twitter. You know, I bet that Putin is sitting in the Kremlin wishing he had as much election intervention interference as you four here today. We've heard about threats to democracy. Well, what about shutting down a duly elected member of Congress? This is fundamental to our nation's governance, and you all attacked that very foundation. 230 protections? Well, those are for publishers, not for editors. And it's clear you were not acting as publishers, you were acting as editors. And Mr. Chairman, I think it's far past time that we remove 230 protections for, for big tech platforms who are abusing this protection. And let me just say, I'm not angry for myself. I'm not angry because I was silenced. I can reach out to Elon and to his staff and I can see what's happened. And I can sit here today and hold you all in account. I am angry for the millions of Americans who were silenced because of your decisions, because of your actions, because of your collusion with the federal government. They can't reach out to Elon. They can't sit here today and hold you into account. We don't know where the FBI is and Twitter begins. Free speech and even Twitter. Mr. Chairman, I yield. Ooh, ah. oh. oh, that's a uh, that's fiery. My God. And you're right. They can they can they can filter do, out. They can do as whatever long, they want. Well, they can't. That's the whole point of two thirty. Uh, well, against their 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 pro- their public right. privacy. They have to follow. They have to follow their own policies, which they right. openly admitted that they had not been following. Right. And they even admitted it when they permanently banned Trump. Right. So, Crazy. It's just absolutely, and it's not only happening on Twitter. It's happening everywhere: Facebook, Instagram. Yep. Which this is like. Company. Hopefully, this I mean, is the first domino, right? One would think, but you know, there's, there's probably not going to be that many uh, people like uh, Elon that are going to these major tech companies and buying Google, buying Amazon, and saying, "Here, let's expose everything that's going on." I just I don't see it. I think uh, what did, Elon buying Twitter is just a. It, what, did, what did Zuckerberg say on Joe Rogan's podcast? Wait, Zuckerberg went on Joe Rogan. Yeah. When? No way he went on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah. Here. That seems like his downfall right there. I'm going to play this. Even though I think Joe Rogan is really fair when it comes to every person on the political spectrum. I mean, he had Bernie Sanders on. Yeah, he did. And he he voted for him in, in the primaries. Yep. And looking Here, back now, I'd probably vote for Bernie Sanders as a Democratic primary. I would not vote for him. I'm, yeah. Well, I'm <laughs> telling you, I am. I would. Be. Okay. All right. You ready? This is, yeah. this is, um, Joe Rogan grills Zuckerberg on how Facebook moderates controversial content. This is CNN, by the way. This is kind of surprising. When we take down something that, that we're not supposed to. I mean that that is like, uh, I, I mean that's worst. I mean How that's like. Discern? Oh, this wasn't long ago. No, that's crazy. How do you know whether someone's real or not? Like this is the big argument with Elon mm-hmm. and Twitter, because Elon asked Twitter, like, what percentage of you are 
yeah. website is filled with bots and they say 5% and he says, I don't believe you. I think it's higher. Yeah. So, I mean, I think estimating the overall prevalence is, is one thing, but I think that the question of you know, looking at a page and is this page authentic? I think that there's a bunch of signals around that. I don't think that this stuff is black and white or that you're ever going to have like a perfect AI system. Um, I think it's all trade-offs all the way down. Right. And it's, and and you could you could either you could build a system and you can either be overly aggressive and capture a higher percent of the bad guys, but then also by accident take out some number of good guys, or you could be a little more lenient and um, say, okay, no, the cost of taking out any number of good guys is too high, so we're going to tolerate having you know just a, a little bit more like more bad guys on the on the system. These are values questions. Mark Zuckerberg is a smart guy who's very ambitious. I think there's a big difference. Yeah. And when Zuckerberg's quote that I read recently, that what's good for the world is not necessarily good for Facebook. I'm like, that's it. Shut it down. He said that? Yeah. Wow. It's over. Burn it to the ground. Hmm. Brother, all I can say I, I at the end of the probably, day, it sucks. Though I think in the same way that probably what? having to go through like a criminal trial but being proven innocent in the end sucks. Like it still sucks to have have like that you had to go through a criminal trial, but at the end you're free. I didn't get into this what to basically judge those things. I got into this to design technology that helps people connect. It's this whole thing that's like arbitrating what is okay and what is not. He just said, I, I obviously have to be involved in that because this is at some level, you know, I run the company and, um, and I, I can't just abdicate that. But, but I, I also don't think that as a matter of governance, you don't think. You want all of that decision-making vested in one individual. I'm so fat. Brendan, you're not fat. What the f- <laughs> <laughs> I, I I love that quote. You don't get into a c- criminal trial and then you get convicted and then you're free. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? <laughs> what are you talking That's, about, Mark? Uh, the exact opposite. You go into a criminal trial and if you get convicted, you're not free. You go to jail. Yeah. Where you should probably be at this point, my guy. Yes. All right, I'm not going to say anything more because we have a lot more to talk about um, regarding <laughs> Twitter files, and I think once we complete them all, I want like um, I want to do like a final synopsis, like a re- well written out one that I really want to talk, and and I hope you do the same of what this all means, and I think that would be. Um, I think that'd be very important because I I'm I'm obviously torn because I. Anyways, that's for other thoughts, and I, I need to like rewatch and re-listen. But I yeah. I'm not like I'm convinced, but I'm not totally convinced. Of what? Opinions here, like I I think that it, what what what's hard for me is that it. Yes, it's a private business and you can allow what you want on the platform, right? But it goes against like what their pub their public policy is versus what their private policy. Like the the stuff that's like kind of not like allowed versus uh not versus but like on their opinions. It'd be like like creating a video game and saying like, "Oh, we're going to do yada yada." And then people are like, 
well, what, what what is this about? Like, you never told us this. And then there's uprage on the gaming community versus like, well, this is what we already discussed. And it sounded like good for you. And then you have that like kind of backlash. And I know this is not the same thing, but that's just kind of how I feel right now. Well, I think, I think the big, big takeaway is that they shouldn't yes. be banning accounts. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean the, the big takeaway is to what you're saying. Yes. You make the rules on your platform, but you have to follow them. Right. Don't cherry pick them. And, and we that's can't exactly what they did. And that's why Bobert was saying two thirty, get rid of it. Right. Because they're using two thirty to hide behind them doing things like they were doing in all these parts yeah. with yeah, yeah, yeah. shadow banning and yeah. Banning and- a Banning a sitting pre- or a former and sitting president. I, I can't even like uh I can't I can't even think about what the the bots uh, on what that control is and and how's that even like succumb to uh favoring someone versus you know the other yeah, or not um, you know that that I don't know about, I don't know about the bots but I'm sure like I, I mean, can drive. It more drives traffic. more real people, yeah, right? drive traffic to somebody, yeah. and yeah, but it's all really interesting, man. And and this goes way further than what our understanding is. It's uh, sad too. It's really sad, and it's frustrating. I got, a, I, it's frustrating to read all this shit and watch the hearings. Right, I could literally do this every single day and make a podcast every single day about what is going on. In our world that we are just being censored of and whatnot and what's not getting out there. And it's just, um, it's, it's really heartbreaking because I, I feel like we grew up in this society that we are in the land of the home and free and we can do whatever we want. And we're, we are. Doesn't feel that way lately. We are peasants and a, we are just, um, Yeah. I'm just I'm just gonna leave that dot 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 as uh, everyone's imaginations because I, I I don't know how you feel right now but I'm not like depressed but I just don't have any like hope for our future. It just seems really dark right now. Well, I think it you know I mean I think the the saying of strong men create good times, weak men create bad times. I think we're kind of in that kind of that lumbo. We're kind of right there. We're like weak. We're, we have weak men leading feel, our country. I feel like bad times. I feel like we're at the stage of just something big is about to happen, and that's how I felt for the past like three, four years, sort of thing. And I think I think we're about there. There's a lot going on in this world that we're not talking about either. Too. These are just if only, some. Under- if only we could do this every day. God. Yeah. Yeah, we'd have to talk about it. it it'd be um, a two-hour show every day. I'd have to quit my job. So would you. All right, I'm quitting. <laughs> I'll write my resignation right now. Me too. <laughs> yeah. So please fund us, like us, subscribe, yeah. do everything you can. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, nah, but seriously. Um, yeah. <clears throat> all right. Anyways, um, well, love you. That. Uh, love you i'll see you in a couple days and we're going to talk some more because i'm i'm thrilled about talking about this subject if you made this far 
I'd, I'd kiss your forehead. All That's right. It. Well, and episode you. 11. Twitter wow. files part two has come to an end, but to continue to be continued, I guess I should to be, say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll go with that. Can you it? All right, man. We'll I'll see you in the next one. All right. Later nerd. Later. Congratulations. You've made it to the end. You might as well tune in for the next episode of Indecent Exposure. That's all, folks. Until next time, Space Cowboy.